Welcome to the Urology Coding and Reimbursement Podcast, where we help urologists and staff achieve peak economic and practice efficiency so there is time and energy to focus on patient care and a happy life. I'm your host, Scott Painter, with my co-hosts, Mark Painter and Dr. Ray Painter. Welcome to episode 65 of the Urology Coding and Reimbursement Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Painter, with my co-host, Mark Painter. And today we're going to answer some questions that have come in in the Urology Coding and Reimbursement Group and also in the PRS uh, community. So uh, we've got, I think, four questions, four or five questions that we're going to answer today. Um, So we'll go ahead and get started. First question is, um, is Resume, the 53854 reimbursement dropping in 2022? Yeah, so that question may have come up from our webinar when we reviewed the, uh, the proposed rule for 2022. So um, as of this moment, the proposed rule does include a significant drop for the resume. Um, somewhere around 15, 16%. It's hard to find um, because we did take a quick look at this um, uh, and as well as looking at the uh, Eurolift and the insertion of the prostatics, the temporary prostatic stents. Um, All of those codes uh, are, were proposed to have precipitous drops for 2022. Um, and, uh, so what I can tell you is the way it is listed right now, the answer to that question is yes. However, um, I can tell you that after looking at everything, um, it is difficult to see how Medicare's math concluded that those codes should drop and and drop that much. Um, you know, technically the costs of the only adjustments that we saw um, in all of the costs for all those and looking a little bit deeper was a small adjustment to uh, personnel within the office. But um, and and that translated into a, a small change in the overall uh, cost from the uh, for the the practice or for the practice expense cost relative to staff supporting the procedure. Um, but there has um, also been some increases in some of the hard costs surrounding there. So those should have offset. And it looked to me as we were going through that, that uh, that Medicare should not be changing that reimbursement, much less should not, I mean, not not just not dropping it, but but really not changing it much at, if at all. Um, so you can bet that there is going to be commentary from uh, the AUA and and urologists, as well as industry, uh, to CMS in the comment period, uh, and we'll have to see what the final rule is, and whether or not CMS can justify how they came up with their proposed drop. Uh, but um, but that that is what the proposed proposed is proposal is. So basically, uh, the way this works is. Medicare puts out the proposed rule with any adjustments, changes that they're going to make for next year. 
There is a, a period of time that the public can comment and anybody can comment. Um, and that uh, period ends on September 13th. Uh, then CMS goes back. They have to respond to all those comments. Um, and then the final rule will likely come out first part of November based on when the rule, the proposed rule was released. And we'll find out for sure if it's dropping at that point in time. Um, so my projection is there probably will be an adjustment to a lot of those codes um, that will uh, bring them down some, but I don't think they're gonna drop as much as they are proposed. And that's just a personal um, uh, analysis based on the way the numbers came through. Um, I just, I cannot see Medicare's justification for the big drop that they're proposing. Um, but that doesn't mean they won't come up with something or some adjustment within there somewhere. So is it going to drop? Uh, I'll, I'll guess it will drop some, but not as much as it is proposed. And uh, you had a pretty good slide on what the proposal was and what was dropping in uh, our monthly webinar. So what we can do is put a link to that in the episode notes so that you can uh, see what those exact amounts were as we calculated them. Uh, so if yeah. I remember you had an Excel spreadsheet or some, something on the slide. Yeah, well, you, after you ran it through the database. Yeah, that's right. Yes, we put yes. that in there. So that'd okay. be good. All right, we'll do that. All right. Uh, and uh, and we did get a question uh, from Tracy, uh, which we appreciate. Uh, they, uh, she she uh, said we just listened to, and and we're going to cover this on our monthly webinar next week. But I wanted to read it to give you kind of an idea that we do want to cover this, um, but uh, but but let you know that we are covering this on our monthly webinar uh, next week, which is the. Uh, what is that? The fourth week of September or fourth week of August. So, um, but Tracy just made the comment. We just listened to a Neridian Part B provider outreach and education webinar for the ENM 2021 clarifications, and we're told that we cannot count as an independent interpretation when our docs personally review an image not built by uh, by them. Um, as a category two data point. They said in order to count it as a data point, our doc had to disagree with the radiologist's findings, call the radiology doctor and discuss the differences. Then all of this needed to be documented in the chart uh, to count. And this was uh, Dr. Levy from the AMA and Dr. Lowry from Neridian. They were both in agreement on this. And then uh, Tracy also comments that the, in the MLN 9067464 dated February 21st that a personally reviewed image is not separately billed can be counted or that is not separately billed can be counted as a cat 2 data point and then she was asking any idea which way this was going so uh, so Mark you wanted to to answer this on the webinar and what what other things that uh, were you going to cover on the webinar that you thought was uh, of note yeah, I mean, I, it, we've we've now had the E and M twenty twenty one guidelines in place um, for eight months. So on the on our webinar on the twenty sixth, um, we're getting a few uh, trickles of of 
interpretations that the payers are coming in um, and their 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 twist on the AMA rules, which we knew were coming in. There's nothing solid, um, but there's a few things that are out there. Um, and I thought it would be a good thing to cover on the webinar with a, in a little more detail. So we'll do that on the 26th um, at uh, at what time? We do that at, ele- at one. Yeah, Eastern. one one p.m. Eastern daylight. Yeah. So on the 26th, we'll go into a little more discussion there. Um, see what uh, what and and touch everybody else to see if they're getting any feedback on you know from specific things like Tracy is. Um, so. So we'll go over that them in a little more detail and, you know, Medicare's update uh, that was um, released on some of the interpretations on shared split visits and um, just a few things we're seeing out there in, 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 in payer reviews. So we'll do that on, on Thursday. And, uh, and if you're listening to this after uh, August 26th, we will include a link to the recording of the webinar so you can listen to, to that webinar or review it if you'd like to and again that's going to be included in the the episode notes and that's prsnetwork.com forward slash 065 for episode 65 okay moving along uh we had a question uh from laura and laura asked um she said uh cpt 55866 was denied when billing with c67.9 and c67.2 it has an LCD slash NCD that lists that only lists diagnosis codes related to gender identity. You know, surely those aren't uh, are not the only conditions that support medical necessity. Does anyone know how to appeal to a payer that denies for a more specific condition? Thanks for your help. So, Laura, uh, you know, on this on this question, um, it's been interesting. We, you know, we, our last podcast we did. Um, we talked a little bit about rack audits, um, and, and a five, five, eight, six, six, um, was one of the ones that came up on a rack audit, um, in particular with a diagnosis for, um, N40.1. Um, so, um, the, the thing you've got to look at in all this stuff and, and, um, are, are several different points. So number one is C67.9 and C67.2 are bladder cancer codes, and the 55866 is for prostate can- uh, for a radical a laparoscopic removal of a prostate, or um, so or a complete prostatectomy laparoscopically. So, um, number one, I would ask Laura, you know, was the prostate removed for bladder cancer that had metastasized? So. You might want to look at why those particular co- diagnosis codes were used with the prostatectomy, and um, ultimately, uh, I, you know, I think you'll find that the prostate came out um, for a little bit more than bladder cancer. Um, uh, you know, it might have been done with a laparoscopic cystectomy, so that might have been the initial. Um, and then the other thing is, is um, if you've got a C67-2, I don't know why you would also use a C67-9 because you've got a site specified and a site unspecified in bladder cancer. So you might want to take a look at both of those diagnosis codes and, and make sure those are the right ones. Um, but I, I, I suspect that there is another reason why the prostate was removed and, and that diagnosis code could be added. 
Um, I also went in and did the the Medicare database search using 55866. And the, the only NCD, LCD that popped up was one for, um, uh, <laughs> ironically, um, uh, a sex change surgery. So that may be why the gender identity issue was listed there. So be careful when you're looking at those um, NCDs and LCDs that come up and make sure that they're relevant um, to the not only the procedure but the service you're providing because there there are definitely double links with an NCD and LCD and and most of the time those lists are not 100% exhausted. Um, but uh, ultimately, if that is in fact a, a an appeal that you need to do. Um, I would look at the medical record and see if those are the, indeed the correct diagnosis codes. Um, I suspect that you've got some more, as I said. So take a look at your note. Um, that should pay if the prostate was removed um, for the um, for the cancer that had spread, and you might just need a different diagnosis code um, to really describe exactly what was going on. If that's not the case. Um, certainly you can ask us again, um, but I, I would suspect there's a little more uh, support for something else for removal of the prostate in your operative note. All right. Very good. Okay. Um, another question. Uh, uh, on to the next one that uh, uh, Laura asked. That she said, I have received denials from Medicare on CPT 74425 when it's not billed with 50690. They claim it's an add-on code, even though it's not listed as such in any CPT book or website that I found. I've not been able to find an LCD or NCD for it. Does anyone have else have this issue? And if so, how do you proceed? Thanks for your help. All right. And, and Scott, we we actually did a search and um, so number one, uh, Laura's correct. It's it's not an add-on code as far as CPT is concerned. The description did change this year, um, and there are uh, but and and if we look at that code within um, coding today, um, we can see that the description changed for 2021, um, uh, and when we look into the code, um, one of the things we're first going to do is look at the parenthetical notes underneath the CPT code. And you will see that under there in the parentheticals, uh, it says use 74425 in conjunction with 50390, 50396, 50684, and 50690. Um, so, and then it's got a list of codes that it um, cannot be used in conjunction with um, underneath that, and I won't go through that. Um, so that's one thing that you can always always pay uh, attention to the parentheticals um, that are under the CPT code, because what happened was Medicare actually has publishes a a code set called add-on the add-on code list, um, and um, Medicare actually put in the add-on code list um, the the same codes listed in the parentheticals, 
and has changed it to an add-on code. So it's not specifically listed as an add-on code it, it, there, but those parentheticals have been adopted by Medicare as an add-on um, to the list. So the, the real revised code change was in the parentheticals. And as of January 1st, 2021, uh, Medicare did uh, place this code, the 74425, on the add-on code list and included only those codes listed in the parenthetical as codes that 74425 can be um, added on to. So uh, that's where that is. And, and with, a, um, with a code like this, even though the, stat, the global is XXX, um, instead of the normal ZZZ, that add-on code list is an override to the global. Um, so uh, Medicare will look for that as an add-on code right now. Um, so um, there, that's why you didn't find it in an NCD or an LCD um, or find it listed as an add-on code. But indeed, that's, that's what it looks like Medicare has done is put it on the add-on code list. So um, a lot of different things go into those rules. And Scott, when we were talking about this, we were uh, we've also uh, indicated we're, we are going to put that add-on code list back in to coding today, correct? That's correct. Yeah. So we'll have a, a special uh, symbol designating add-on codes so that you can find that more easily in coding today as well. So good question, Laura. Yes. And uh, for those of you who have not memorized the codes and are not uh, at your computer looking at the codes, the 74425 is a urography antegrade radiologic radiological supervision and interpretation and the 50690 is the injection procedure for visual visualization of ileal conduit and or ureteropilography exist uh, exclusive of radiological service so those are the two codes that uh, she was referring to okay on to the next question uh, from Joanna. Joanna asks, uh, is there a CPT code for renal pelvic washings? So, Joanna, good question. Um, as we poked around, the closest code we could find was the 52007. Not a lot of good options. Um, this is um, a Cisto with uh, ureteral catheterization and washings. Um, so uh, if there was a different approach to this, um, there is not a good code for that, and you'd probably be stuck with an unlisted. Um, but if you did use uh, Cisto with the ureteral catheter for that, uh, then 52007 would be your best option. Okay. All right. Um, that are the questions we wanted to answer today. Uh, we do, uh, as mentioned, we are having a, our monthly webinar next week on August 26th, and uh, we will have links to that recording if you're listening to that, uh, to this podcast after the 26th, uh, in the episode notes, that's prsnetwork.com forward slash 065 for episode 65. Uh, Mark, final thoughts? Well, the only I thought I would add while we're talking about upcoming webinars, um, again, remind everybody that 
we are having a, a webinar on uh, compensation or physician compensation on September oh, yes. 1st. Um, so, Scott, you know, hopefully you can include that link if you want to join us. And then, obviously, our our free webinar um, next week on the 26th that you already mentioned. Um, and then, uh, you know, finally, uh, um, I guess I would say, you know, hopefully everybody's looking at the at December and moving forward with everything. And you know, right now we're still planning to go in person in Vegas um, for the for the two day uh, seminar. Hopefully everybody will join us there for a lot more in depth discussion on all these things. And uh, um, hope everybody is safe and well right now. Yes, and one of the things I wanted to add, you had mentioned the compensation workshop that we're having on September 1st. You forgot to mention one of the highlights of of signing up for that particular workshop, um, and that is a 15-minute one-on-one consultation with you and 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 or Larry uh, Kemp, who's your going to be your co-presenter at that uh, workshop, and uh, in that one-on-one consultation, you will uh, do an overview of the compensation plan for a confidential one. It's going to be a private uh, consultation. So so anything that's discussed is confidential, but uh, you're happy to look at the overall framework of a compensation plan and give some suggestions. Is that right? Is that uh, Does yep. that cover kind of what that one-on-one will be? Yes. Okay. okay. Very good. So we hope uh, hope you sign up for that because that's uh, that's a lot of great instruction, and uh, um, we're looking forward to to having that. Um, all this will be linked in the episode notes. Once again, prsnetwork.com forward slash zero six five. And uh, thank you all for listening. And Mark, take us out. Yeah, in lieu of Ray, I don't know if I can do it as well, but happy coding. <laughs>